When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The short tank. No jumper. Sharpest, coolest podcast in the world. Church. Church. And today, I got my co-host, Blazzy. Y'all know. He got the, who is that right there, Church? Chapo me narco. <laughs> you did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got Blazzy in the building. Yes, we do. And we got the infamous, the classic, the in it for a culture, and he ain't no vulture. Mm. We got Caskey in the building today, man. With Let's us, go. man. Thank you for know, the intro. Man. This one right here, hey, man, this one right here is major, man, because, you know, I really respect where you come from, you know. And you had said something about, uh, you know, you want to keep, you know, yourself at a low level to keep your integrity high. What well, does I didn't that say mean? I want to keep myself, but I, I said that I prefer being at the level I'm at or a lower level if it meant that my integrity was high because I've seen a lot of artists in the game and get success off of things that, don't resonate with me and, mm. and my values and who I'll be. And uh, I'm not like in this to reach any of those outward accolades. You know, my mm. whole journey through music is about my internal process, what I can provide to people of value, who I can become through this process. Yeah. None of that really matters. Like outward success is all, always something we're chasing to take care of our people, put on, you know, all mm -hmm. that. But uh, right. integrity more important for sure. Right. How did you even, you know, tatted up, yeah. Tat it down, church. Your face, your forehead, all this, man. Yeah. What? Uh, <laughs> when did you feel like, man? Fuck it, I'm about to just start tatting all this shit up, man. Because obviously, obviously, when we start doing things like that to our body, man, the the chances of landing a cool, proper job is slim to none. Yeah, like. I knew when I was young, like in middle school, that I wanted to look like this. I was into like metal bands and shit like that. So I always just, this was who I wanted right. to turn into. And uh, so like I had a half sleeve in high school. You know, I wasn't, I, I was like one of the only kids in my school with tattoos. You were already half sleeving by then? Yeah, I had this half sleeve. It looked like shit, but half sleeve <laughs> and some stomach tats. I had like shitty yeah. tats, but. What'd your, what'd your mom say when she saw the first one? She cried. She's cried every step of the way. Oh, man. <laughs> So it's escalated down to the teeth. She cries the first day, yeah. and then, you know, after that, it's okay. This is who I am. She knows yeah. I'm a good person. But, you know, since I was young, I wanted to look like this. And then uh, as I just, 
I, I never wanted to work a job or care about that shit anyway. So like, I knew I was gonna look like this no matter what. Second I got a record deal, I was like, boom, both my hands. And then I've been wanting to do the teeth for like six years. Like if you, I have so many fans that remember me on tour telling them about this idea. Yeah. And like everybody around me for a long time was just like, don't do it. You're gonna ruin your career. You can't, you know? So yeah. I, I waited a little while. And then finally, like last year, I was like, man, I'm done waiting. I'm, this yeah. is exactly who I want to be. I know it. I love it. I wake up every day like, motherfucker, I'm that dude. Well, that shit's hard, bro. <laughs> I don't think I ever see someone with a tattoo like that. Yeah, it ain't. For it real, don't bro. exist, bro. You don't really. I mean, it's starting to pop up now, but you know. Yeah, you, know, you don't. Really, uh, you don't really see that like that, man. I love it. What I, I gotta ask you, man, like you're obviously unique. You know, I like your music, man. I ain't gonna Thank lie you. to you. I was listening to your joints, man, on, on the way up this morning on the plane. I Thank played you, them back, man, a few times, and the, the new shit that you got coming is, Are you listening is to the yeah, 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 man, is 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 excellent, man. The first Thank one, you, and the third one. Man, the motherfuckers smack, and I'd rather you talk about them later on throughout this conversation. Yeah. But I gotta ask you, mm -hmm. man, what's it like being a rapper in a obvious flooded industry? Right. You know, annoying what, what, as fuck. Honestly, annoying. Yeah, like yeah. I, I, it's mad annoying when people are like, "Are you a rapper?" Like they just assume it. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm a fuck, goddamn, I am a rapper." <laughs> and like, it's kind of annoying just because the culture of like you know what rappers are and, and and i get it i look like this so i'm not exactly the best poster child to be like everybody has stupid face tats and fucking yeah. does it. you right, know I, right, I get right. it sounds like hypocritical but um like i didn't do i did this for me you know like I, this is like real genuine to me and so i don't know sometimes it's mad annoying because i don't really resonate with a lot of things in rap culture, but yeah. I love being an artist and I love the opportunity that I got to make music. Like music's the most important thing to me. It changed my life, it saved my life in my darkest times. It's always been a part of my life. So there wasn't really like another option for me. I, ha I had to do this. So I take the good with the bad. It's definitely more good than at, bad. At what age did you decide to do music though? Like were you already kind of going through some shit and you just found it as an outlet? Yeah, like I, I started, like I always wanted to be in like bands and like be a singer mm -hmm. or a screamer. What or kind something. of bands? Like metal music. Like, like bands. Screamo, <laughs> Under Oath, Norma Jean, Every okay. Time I Die. Kiss so I was fucking with like Chelsea Grin. I don't even know that band. Man. <laughs> I was fucking with some metal courses. Yeah, yeah, like I like yeah. Job for a Cowboy. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I like shit like that. So yeah. I, that was like kind of my vibe for a while. Then when I was like around 15, I found Nas. Mm. Nas, yeah. changed, Nas changed my life. Like my sister had always been putting me on good rap music. So I knew of good rap, but it didn't connect to me that I was could do that mm -hmm. or that I that would be something I would be passionate about till I heard Nas. And I was just like, he said, I live amongst no roses, only the drama. For real, a nickel plate is my fate. My medicine is the ganja. And I was like, this is poetry, bro. And it changed yeah. my life. And then I started rapping like in high school, like 15. And then I had like, you know, I lost my dad at 16. And then mm -hmm. that's really where it was like, this is the only thing I can do because it's the only thing that make me feel okay. So, Were you close with Pops? Yeah. Yeah, he's my hero. Yeah, he was my hero. If I'm not mistaken, you got the uh, the tattoo kind of dedicated to kind of like yeah, got, what he was about, right? <clears throat> yeah, like I know some people are like he has a he has a fucking Harley tat on his face, but yeah, it's from my pops. Like we used to ride and shit, and mm -hmm. uh, so when he passed away, I just put it on my face. Ugh. And you just decided just to like channel music right there and then, kind of. Honestly, I didn't even decide it. Like I was sitting at the tip of my driveway. My dad committed suicide at my house, so he was, oh, man. you know, I was, I was, I got brought home from school by the police, and and I was, I, I took my driveway, and police, I wasn't allowed to go inside the house. They're like getting his body, and I'm like, you know, bawling in the driveway, and then this How old song. Were you, I was uh, 16, 
And then this song idea comes into my head. And uh, it was weird at the time because I felt kind of guilty for being inspired at that time. You get a rush of emotion. Sometimes yeah, it might yeah. not even hit you. I'm feeling this shit right now. <laughs> yeah, sorry, even the story, if Father's bro. Day is on Sunday, I'm feeling like, you know, heavy about this Man, stuff, let you it know? out. You, you got to let it out, yeah, bro. Yeah. So, like, you know, that day at the house, this song idea comes into my head, like, while I'm in the driveway. And that was when I, like, it just was different for me. Like, the music that I was making when I first started rapping for that first year was just real surface layer, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. And then it was like, when I lost my dad, I had this, I just changed as a person and had a whole different layer of depth to me that was, I didn't know that before, you know? Like, my life wasn't that super extra hard prior to that. It was, you know, it was comfortable. I, I had issues in my family and all that shit, but it wasn't like that drove me. And then like after he passed and that day when that song came in my head, it was like, everything just made sense to me. Of Like I'm, I'm meant to be an artist. This I'm meant to like tell my story through this. And like, I've never looked back, bro. And, I, and honestly, I've loved the journey the whole way. Like I just always channel my pain into music, you know? That's beautiful. I love hearing stories of just people taking like this pain and kind of expressing themselves to to an outlet where it gets to the point where people could relate to it. Yeah. And now you're now you're not only servicing yourself, but you're also servicing people who are going through something similar. That's like my whole mission right now is I just realized that like my who I am as an artist is different. That's why I don't like care as much about the outward success. Like I just realized right. who I am as an artist is like I'm meant to help people heal, you know, because I've been through some shit and music always helped me do that. You what know? do you? What do you feel about the N word? White people shouldn't say it. Yeah. What I mean, like about when I was when I was like coming up, like full transparency, when I was like rapping and shit around my homies, nobody cared. So it was like it was kind of normal. Like white people also said it and shit when rap. But just as I get older and I grow up, I'm like, it's not my place at all. It's not my discussion yeah. to have. I don't. White people should practice not being able to do everything anyways because we live in a culture where everybody else can't do everything. Right. And white people tend to be kind of entitled and be like, well, I could blah, blah, blah. And I don't know. I just, it's not worth the energy. And it, it, to me, it's like, there's no positive to it. So just yeah. don't say it. Keep right. it I can still rap without that. So. Right. <laughs> I listen to your music, man. And um, you got a certain style to yourself, man. Like, you seem like you're seasoned in it. Like, yeah. you done been through a lot of pain. I, I always say some of the greatest artists, they'll tell you, you know, and, and I'll be honest with you, man, because I feel like I'm into an art, you know. Mm. You never, um, you don't, you'll never experience greatness until you experience pain. I, wrote, I just wrote it on the wall. Our pain is our gift. I've been yeah. saying that, and I've been, I heard that somewhere, and it just resonates with me deeply. I, I was talking to Yellow Wolf about this too, of like, sometimes like the most special artists in the world are meant to be like martyrs in, in ways, like mm -hmm. we go yeah. through things. And, and artists are naturally kind of more sensitive, they're more, you feel things deeper, you think of them deeper. So, you know, our pain is our gift, bro. That's what we- 100%. Turns us into, I, you know, every, all the most painful shit we went in our life turned us into someone else. For the better, for the better, or sometimes for the worse. Made but it, it stronger, could, but it could turn you for the better. You know, you yeah. know, even even with you mentioning that, like myself, you know, I'm a designer. I make clothes full time. I don't necessarily do music, but you know, through the shit that I've been through, I've been able to express myself. Channel it, you know yeah. what I mean, and almost like share better art just because of the pain. It could be indirectly. It doesn't have to be the, something that coincides with what you went through. I, I wrote know? something in this this book I, I wrote that says, uh, in order for anything to live, so many things must die. And yeah. it's just, you dropping bars yeah, today. Like it's just it's the truth, you, you know. Are, like, 
Any anything, bro. You want to make something beautiful, even a flower, bro. So many things have to decay and die just for that flower to come about, and that's like essentially all creativity. You know, we're made in the image of God. God's a creator. You know, that's you know. You speak of words. You yeah. you speak of these words like you like words have a meaning to you, right? Yeah. You had uh, you had sent me a song, man. Like I think it's coming off of some of your new joints. Mm-hmm. You had sent me a song that you had labeled. I listened to it on the plane this morning, man, coming into Burbank, and I listened to it. and It was a song called "Murder for Hire." Yeah. Well, what what's that mean to you? Like since we talk about words, you know what I'm saying, and what you know his they words resonate. really mean. Yeah. What well, what is it, man? Like why did you make this song called "Murder for Hire"? I just uh, that energy of that record is like real talk that shit like I'm I do this but I I just uh that that approach was like that's how I approach music I'm finna fucking tear the fucking roof off like I just go in I'm ready to die for the record like I don't know that was my approach to it when yeah. I come on a beat it's murder for hire I took my old self let that boy burn in the fire <laughs> truth I liked it bro because it really wasn't even no hook to it it was just kind of like talk that shit just kind of it was like some Drake 7 a.m. on Bridal Path shit yeah. off his new album. It was yeah. kind of like, it wasn't no hook. It's just kind of like, see me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You had did another joint uh, I listened to called Rock Bottom. Yeah. So I like I like what you you name your joints because it seems like these are um, painful moments that you feel like you can uh, release. Yeah, like especially this album. I, you know, every album kind of got different energy. It's like about where I'm at. But this tape that I'm about to drop is called This Isn't Even My Final Form. And... Uh, I just, I'm going through heavy shit in my life right now. Just, you know, family, personal shit, interrelational shit. And also I could feel the energy of the world right now. Feels like a lot of people are kind of going through stuff. Like me and my friend were talking about that in the scene of music. Like there's not a lot of hits and bangers coming out right now. And it's, mm. I, I told him, I just feel like it's cause that don't really stick right now because people are kind of need more from music. So this album, like I was just really intentional. We made the whole album in one week and I just like- Damn. Yeah, I was intentional about every song we made, we built from scratch. We spent hours before making them talking and just Mm -hmm. seeing where everybody's heads at. And it was like, I'm in a kind of painful spot right now. So I don't don't care to mask that over and talk about other shit. Let me just fucking pour it all out into here. And that's that's what always always helped me in my life. That's the the most progressive way of dealing with it because you know, you, you, you could be the toughest guy on earth. You know what I mean? You bottle those emotions. You don't express it. You feel me? They're just going to kind of fester up and implode. And I spent, I spent a That's lot of facts, time. Though. Yeah. That's I spent, fucking facts. I spent a lot of time like numbing myself to pain. So I'm at this place with in my what, life. With what though, Kasky? What, what do you numb sex, yourself with? Drugs, sex, attention. Vices. Yeah, vices. That's what everybody numbs themselves with, essentially. Like all your vices yeah. are just you running from uncomfortable emotions, you know? Mm-hmm. And so... For me, I'm like at this point for the, like one of the first times in my life where I'm just facing my pain head on. Like people see I'm going through shit that's sending me love and shit, and I'm like, I don't need it. I'm strong. I'm gonna face it. I'll be alright. I've been through the worst. Do you shit. feel like because you know being from a child, maybe not having the approval that you lack that thereof today, to where you don't really care about somebody's approval, you gonna kind of do what you yeah, want to do? Yeah. Well, I had life. to. I had to find it myself. You know, like I didn't get yeah. that that validation from my dad. Like my mom a saint. You know, I don't got nothing bad to say about that. But like, yeah. I just had to find these answers, like kind of myself, and and through the internet, lots of people drop gems and things that teach you like you know i found my male role models through the internet and so but like in a sense i had to find that shit in myself and that's how i feel now it's like i don't need nothing from nobody you know i just i'm a giver that that goes to my next question for you 
do you seek approval from other artists to continue to create and be an artist yourself into the future? Nah, I being used to, being being let's be honest, being white, yeah, yeah, in a yeah. rap game yeah, that's nah, been used, predominantly I I used owned to, by black folks. See, you I know? say I say I used to like, and I've had moments of validation from other artists. Like, I mean, I got signed to Birdman, so it's like. I, I I think when I was younger, I cared about that and I wanted to be accepted in these things. And like as I get older, it's like, what, what does that even mean? I you mean, start realizing like, it's a what big the fuck ass does rat that race. Mean? What does that mean? Who's right. accepting me? Some other artists? I don't even know if I like that person's character. Yeah. I don't know. I met mad artists that I'm like, okay, I met you in real life. I don't fuck with you. What the? Why would I care if you like my music? I, I had, I've I've gone through so much rejection in my career that I'm so jaded. Like yeah. I don't care no more. What I've was been, the turning point in I'm your in career it. though? Because you know, like you said, you you kind of did kind of get into the game where it's like, I mean. You're almost looking for that, you know, that that kind of validation. But more into your career, you start realizing this is more for myself and for my core fan base. Like, what what was that turning point like? I think it was like a combination of like not getting it from the from other artists, mm. and, and and I don't think I got it for any other reason than like I wasn't really tapped into the level I was supposed to be. So naturally, I'm mm. not like I'm getting way more validation now than I ever have, and it's because mentally I'm aligned with where I'm supposed to be. So, mm. but at the time I wasn't getting it, and it felt Damn. like rejection, you know? Yeah. Like no, in, in reality, we're not gonna attract the wins that we need if we're not mentally ready for them. So I just mm. I think I just went through a lot of rejection through that thing, and then I just have had like a powerful connection with my fan base you know i make pain music so people who connect with my shit it's not surface layer it's not like no knock but it's not like a little pump song and people right. turn you know yeah. but it's like my, my shit is a little deeper and so That's i just texture found, to it yeah i found a lot of value in that and then that just over time just changed mm -hmm. me man like I, I i think i'll get all of that this year because i no longer seek it mm -hmm. yeah you know it's like the life always works like do that. you right. consider your music more melodic I'm getting more melodic. Yeah, I'm, get, I'm getting melodic, more melodic. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting tomato, tomato. Yeah, tomato, tomato. I'm getting, I'm getting more melodic now, like, because I just am studying music. I enjoy it and shit. I used to be, yeah. like, real, real wordy and, like, mm -hmm. focus on words. And now I yeah. try to say more with less, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, I kind of want to uh, go back and rewind a bit to when, you, you know, when you were 16. So up, up until then... Um, how long did it take you to finally find your voice and have yeah, the, kind of the even, eyes on you? I didn't even find it then. I was trash for years. Like <laughs> 15, to, 15 to 18, 19, I was terrible. Like, I was not naturally talented. Yeah, I'm going to be real. I was, not, I was not gifted. I ain't come from a musical family. Right. My family yeah. didn't have good musical taste. My mom bumps Ario Speedwagon. Like, right. I hope y'all know who that <laughs> is. is that? Exactly. Yeah. It's like, I'll I'll be honest, they I... weren't playing Prince and Michael Jackson good right, music right, and shit. Right, so right. I, I, I wasn't naturally. <laughs> gifted in it but i just was like interested and drawn mm -hmm. to it so it took me a long time like a long lots of awkward songs and thank god for my friends that still encourage me through that yeah shit. i mean because <laughs> when you're 60 you really go through a bottleneck because yeah, i mean i don't know about you but I, mean, I thought i was gonna be a rapper at 60 everyone's a dork <laughs> we thought know? we was gonna be everything i'm gonna be honest with you i thought i was gonna be in the game and that's what i did yeah man <laughs> i'm gonna be honest with you Church, you had you tunnel know, vision i thought i was gonna be in the game because that's yeah. where i saw it was at for me at that time and that's what i did you know mm -hmm. when i had hiccups along the way but shit who don't yeah, yeah. Like I, you know, I I knew I was gonna be a rapper, yeah. but I don't think anybody else 
was sure as so sure as I was. It, it was kind of like a slow, steady incline from Honestly, like. Honestly, what it was, it was like mad delusion since I started making music. Like when I made my first song at 15, I thought I was going to be the next Eminem off of that song. Do you have a bar for us so off I, that song? No, I don't even remember. It was the worst. It was over a Usher. <laughs> Good beat, question. Right? Hey, you Bro, you it was over a Usher. It was called D Boy and it was over a Usher beat. I hope no one ever uh, hears Usher it. Usher beat. What do you mean? You hope was, nobody I hope, ever hears it. I need everybody to go on Cassidy's MySpace right now. No, you can't This is years before I even have this is years before I even had MySpace. <laughs> oh, By the time shit. I got to MySpace, I was much more seasoned. Mm. But like, you know, I just I was just delusional. Like I just believed every year that it was gonna happen. And like, you know, at this point I've been rapping for like damn ten years and it's like I still feel that way. I don't know. Mm. I don't, I, and I don't get discouraged when it don't. I just am like, the world gonna figure it out. You know. I know something about you. Oh God, what you know? I know that uh, you like to print CDs and still sell them. Yep. What was that like? I got like, a I'm, I'm gonna ask you. Look, look. I got two thousand at the crib right, right but now. Look, but look, bucks a piece. The, the only reason I asked that because I want to ask you what is that like? Like going and getting some CDs. I love in, it. in the digital world today, I love to where it. everybody goes to I actually, iTunes, I actually Spotify. Sold, I actually sold. Go. I sold a thousand mixtapes at a hundred dollars last year Man. in the digital era that will never be online, and no fan who's bought it has uploaded. What it What inspired you to do that? Because I Damn. did. I did yeah. hear that earlier. That's like a fucking. That's like really being exclusive. What inspired you to do that though? I just like in the okay. middle of the streaming era. I just, uh, mm. it's like multiple things. Like, I've always been into CDs because, like, when I was in high school, we literally burnt CDs, wrote my name on them, and passed them around high school. True. Did True. It. And then, like, when I was first coming up, it was pre-streaming era, so I would print, a th I would run, I would sell weed so I could print a thousand CDs in these little thin sleeves. And then I'd go to, like, a, a show of an artist or something, and then at the let out of their show, I'd give out all the CDs for free. How long were you doing that for? For, like, a year and a half. Man, really hustling because... Like, the following shows and shit. Okay, so I did that for a long time. So I've always had that connection with physical CDs. And then, like, like I got fans all over the country. Like, the people in the Midwest and shit, they still rocking CDs in their cars. So I just, and it's just something dope about seeing it physically of, like, fuck, I made this art. True. It's different than online. True. Holding the CDs. How mm -hmm. does that feel doing that in a digital wor world today? Because that's got to take some courage. Because, you know, nobody's doing that anymore. So yeah. you got to really consider yourself one off to say i know these cds are gonna sell and i'm gonna sell them for a highest bid yeah and i like you know they're 20 bucks a pop so yeah i, I don't know it just always has worked for me I've 20 always... bucks a pop is the highest bid yeah at this point <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah because nah, for... nobody's buying it and honestly i sell out of every tape that i you know i press up a couple thousand and i sell them out and I don't know. It just has always worked for me. And I think, like, when you just create that, like, so I got a lot of fans that just want to buy the CD just to support me, bro. They, they know, you're going you're gonna to pay me $20 for the CD, I'm going to make that whole 20 But if you go stream my album, I make less than a penny, even if you bump it all day every day. Right. You know, it's like, so it's just support. You know, I just, I, I've given more value than I've taken. Right. So I just, I give value and then, you know, people come and support I, it. And then the $100 mixtape thing was more like I had so much music that I loved, but I, was, I didn't want to put it on these albums. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hey, the fans that are down for it, here. And I, and I put 25 songs on it. So if you are a fan of me and you paid $100 to me, that's worth it as fuck. That's, mm -hmm. you know, $4 a song. Exactly. That's great. And, I, and everybody was happy with it, from, Man. from my knowledge. So let me ask you this. So how do you go from passing out mixtapes, you know, outside of concerts to working with the biggest, you know, record label Turn independently at, at the time? Yeah, let's, let's get into it. Let's talk it off.
Let's so get like, into it. There yeah. we go. Let's so, dive in, man. Yeah, let's get it. Like, so I got signed to Cash Money. I think it was 2012 or 13. Totally random. I'm a kid. I'm 19 or 20 years old. Uh, I, I wasn't found because I had a big buzz and shit, nothing like that. Like, I had did a record with this kid, Noel, from my city, Kid Famous at from the Florida, time. From Florida, right? Yeah, from Orlando. I'm from Winter Springs. but uh, So I, I did this record with this kid, Noel. He's like a pop artist, and I had rapped on this song of his. And his manager at the time was DJ Nasty, who's like DJ Khaled's right-hand guy. Like, when, when Khaled would do shows, Nasty's the one actually spinning and shit. So mm -hmm. this is his guy. So Nasty's around Bird one day, and he's trying to get... Kid Famous signed, who's his artist, and he's playing him all these kid records. And then one of the records I'm on, and Bird's like, Who the fuck's that kid? Wow. Let's call that kid up. And so, like, it was just on some really genuine shit. Like, he, he called me up. He's like, Yo, it's Birdman. I did not believe it. I was like, Who the fuck is Yeah, did you just me? get a random call? I was or... like, Who the fuck? Well, Nasty had told me he had a deal for me, and he was like, You know, we got to work something out, but I got somebody that wanted to look to you. And uh, yeah, I got a call, Bird, and I was like, who the fuck is this? And he's like, Nah, it's it's Stunners. And he's like, Come come to Miami. I want to sign you. I joke yeah, right. I swear to God. Where I, was you at this? I was in the. I, I'm glad you asked. I was in the building of my <laughs> janky ass managers at the time. They worked yeah. out of this office building. I was in the conference room of the office building at the head of the table. I remember it like it'd be it was, some fucked up shit. Yeah, sometimes. like yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm like, call, yeah. <laughs> I was like, for real. I don't know. It was just it was mad surreal at the time. It was like reconfirmation that I was doing the right thing. But you know, I was like a kid, bro. Like I I, I wasn't even that dope of an artist yet. Like I was dope, obviously. Birds saw mm -hmm. the talent in me, but you know. I had a lot of development to do to get to where I'm at now. Like I'm, I'm a, you, I, I'm not even recognizable yeah. to that artist. You know, that artist couldn't touch me now. But so Bird just brought me to Miami. We like hung out for a couple of days, played him tons of music. He was bump, and I had like weird music at the time. It wasn't like hits. It wasn't like street shit. It was like <clears> deep <throat> shit on weird beats. And Bird's bumping the shit out of his Bugatti. I'm like, what the fuck is life right now? Like it was dope. That's wild. And and at that time too, it's like that was like that was pre. Apple Music and Spotify. Right. So and they were people don't deal. remember shit like that for yeah. music. Yeah. How hard it was, even when fucking TRL went down. Yeah. And uh, fucking Buster Rhymes and then was yeah. like, what yeah. we gonna do? Yeah. How do we shop our music yeah. at this no, point? There's no yeah. Spotify playlist yeah, back then. Like, you know, what, what do you do with your album? It was a hard time. Like, honestly, I like just, I lucked out on that shit because yeah. it would have taken me so long to progress to that way, the way I was doing it. I was just passing out CDs and shit, but just, Life works in these ways where like things that you'll do will connect later on. So you gotta right. just always listen to your gut. Like it was in my gut to do that song with that kid. And then just who knows, like that six months later, I got signed off of that record that wasn't even mine. You know, it's like life's cool. That's man. the best advice you give to the viewers who kind of want to get into the game. It's like, nice. you know, you got to just like shake do the dice. Bro. You know, do you got to work with everything people. Everything you're called to do, do it and you and just you never know how shit is going to connect. Yeah. And you, you can always look back and understand it. But right. like in the moment, you have no idea how this or why these things are going to connect. But mm. just listen to your intuition. Clearly, you know? man. So, so so when you're seeing Birdman, you know, listening to your music, and this is like, you know, th this is fresh, you know, go, going from YMCB to Rich Gang era. You know what I mean? And they're at the Ooh. height. You know, they got Bugattis. They're in Miami. Yeah, they yeah. started Rich yeah. Gang like right after I got signed. Like maybe like. 
six months after I signed. How 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 was that like, man? Just seeing Rich Gang come from incubation to like yeah. the like, fucking moment that it was in history. So like we were in Hit Factory in Miami, that studio down there. I was in there like all the time. They would just give me B room and just like give me a studio. That was their studio. They had multiple spots in there. So like Wayne had his. But I'm not smoking this month. Thank you though. But uh, <laughs> not this month. It's not this month. July first. July first. If you want to hang well, out, we blow. We can do that. Yeah, come yeah. on. Finish so the like story. so Wayne had his room. Bird had his room that like he listened to, and then upstairs is multiple rooms that artists on cash like cash money just always rented out all the hit factory there's never anybody else in there so bird would like give me b room upstairs was like sick ass room for like you know weeks at a time so i was just recording there all the time then like i remember like i was there when he discovered young thug and like i remember like being in the studio when he was like playing these records he had that danny glover song or something yeah and i was like dude this is crazy this is so <laughs> sick and then he brought yeah. thug down and like thug was like just in the studio every day and Thug's work ethic was so different from mine like I was my writing process was mad different like Thug would just go in there pass Molly and make 10 songs like do you remember like, the first time you met him in person though um, did he have like the shaggy dreads and yeah kind of like, looking down the yeah, whole time yeah 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 like I think he had like the I don't remember if it was like blonde dreads I, I can't remember you it was see, like right before lifestyle because yeah. I because oh, wow. he was there he was there for about like two weeks and then they met him and rich homie made lifestyle and I remember that day because everyone was like come to the studio this shit's crazy got a hit and I remember what? being just like what everyone knew was a hit Bird knew it was a hit like Thug had been recording for like weeks down in Miami and then yeah. Bird was looking for that single and then he made Lifestyle and it was just like this crazy ass moment it's crazy that Inspiring. you were there for that era yeah. right yeah like, like it you, was Caskey like motherfuckers probably walked by you in the grocery store don't know man you was there for some errors yeah and like it it, I, it was a lot of emotions at that time it was inspiring as fuck it was also humbling as fuck because I'd been signed to Bird for a couple months now and Thug just came out and just bow. And it like his work ethic was different, his music was different and I, like it was like I had to navigate tons of emotions of that of like damn, I got to step it up, I got to learn these things. Like it was just it was dope as fuck in retrospect. Like their work ethic was insane, their whole crew, they're all mad cool people like just well deserved, bro. Thug is like one of the goats of our generation. It was really sure. inspiring to just watch that whole thing and it Changed a lot of shit in my head about like how I perceive my shit. How so? Just made me want to work harder, bro. Like be yeah. obsessed with it. I mean, you hear those those early stories. Bro, he, like, he would go in there and make thirty yeah. songs. They like, said they said the night Gucci. I had to stop thinking as much and you know like just get into the work. You know, yeah. like it was cool, man. And the dynamic that him and Rich Homie Quan was like none none that anyone ever seen like bro, prior to them. that. They they came they came when they were working on the Rich King album. They came to Orlando. They had a show there. I pulled up on. We was in. We, they was at some club in Orlando. Then I brought them all to Plush Studios. It's like the studio I recorded out of all the time yeah and uh i'll never forget this like i had my homies play some beats and they weren't sticking we're in a group where there's like 30 40 50 people in the studio bird thug rich homie their whole crew and like i got my guys they're like playing some beats and they ain't really sticking and london hops up opens up his laptop and the first beat he plays ends up being milk marie uh, and they just like dang. they go and just knock out a hit and I was like, God damn, like, what the fuck? <laughs> we all got to step it up. My guys got to step it up. I got to step it up. Yeah, like, it was yeah. humbling, bro. Like, they, they killed it, bro. It was really dope. There's a around. song that, uh, I'm not mistaken, You Don't Really Love Me. Yeah, just put that but out. I'm going to be honest with you, Church, is one of my favorite songs. Thank you, bro. I listen to it that over and over verse, again. right? Was that You Don't Really Love Me. Yeah, like, just the way that you, and, and the way that you, you, you label 
your joints. You know, are very classic, man, yeah. and real Thank classic. You. you know, and just to hear you even Blasey bring up, well, you know, he was signed with Birdman and them. You know, so he already had to put himself to a different criteria. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. You yeah, like it I'm changed saying? me as a art. every artist that I've watched blow up before me because I've been rapping for a long time, bro. I've seen Mac Miller, MGK. Jack Harlow, Young Thug, like I could go on and on about the artists that I've watched, like Post blow up Malone, and Post Malone, bro, tons of artists, Come on. and it's like it's dope and it's humbling and it's like it, you learn more who you are, because mm -hmm. like when you see an artist that's maybe in a similar lane to you pop, you're like initially you're like fuck fuck, but it make you dive deeper in your artistry and be like what who am I? I'm not that. I'm not Post Malone. I'm not these people. I'm like and it's a beautiful thing, bro. You got to learn to like enjoy and celebrate other people's wins without feeling like a takeaway from your wins. Exactly. We get all win, you know. We and there's so many ways you could perceive that energy. You could take yeah. it and be like, "Man, fuck them." I'm gonna totally, I'm gonna totally block what's going I did on. It before. Facts. And I'm gonna pretend like I'm the only hey, one on this world, swear you know. To God. I mean, yeah. I think that's how some of the best people done made it. Yeah. Is by sitting there and catching tunnel vision for you. Yeah, exactly. That's where that's where I'm at now. It's like I just I don't really listen to that much other shit. I'm just focused on me and I like I praise everybody's wins. I'm mm -hmm. not I'm not a hater. I love to see people yeah. win, bro. And we Casky. all got our own journeys and Casky, shit. one more question for you. Let's get Blasi, it. I appreciate you, Church. Cause you came through, man, and you put a, he he was you happy are, that you asked yeah. me. Like he needed this, man, for him. Yeah. Because this is a real solid cat right here, man. Thank you, bro. For sure. Like, and I respect everything that you do and Thank what you, you've done. You, you, what you. brought you to the culture? Even being a white boy, let's be real. Like, you know what I'm saying? We we know, man, it's been black folks the most lightest. What brought you to the culture, Church? Like, what, where did you resonate at? I think that uh, something about hip-hop and rap just struck a new chord with me that was totally different. And it spoke to me in a way, like... Rap and hip hop is real personal. It's about our personal journeys and, like, yeah. what we go through as a society and shit. And it was just... I don't know, something about it was real like poignant that drew me in. And it's like, it's weird because at first, you know, outwardly, I don't really belong here. But internally, I was just drawn to this shit. So I just have always like treaded lightly, learned, tried to be a student, learn. You know, I'm not here to be like, this is my shit. I'm a piece of it if I'm allowed to be. And I've been allowed to be. And it's, I'm, I just, I've always like shown my respect. You yeah, know, and that's, I don't think you've ever heard anything weird online about like, oh, Kasky did this, Kasky's this kind of person. So, shit. you know, and I Real ain't shit. perfect, bro. I, you know, I didn't. You know, I'm not perfect, bro. I just have I've learned a lot. You exactly, know? that's all, man. And I just that's really what it's about. Yeah, I'm honored to be here, man. Kasky, we appreciate you. Thank you. coming. Chopping it up with us, man. Hopping in the tank, man. And coming down 150 to 200 meters. Yes, sir. We're going to catch up with you again, Church. July yeah. 1st. You hear me? Yeah, so what's <laughs> next? What's next? Come on. July 1st, I'm dropping that single, Murder for Hire. Then uh, July 7th, I'm dropping the album that we made in a week. It's called This Isn't Even My Final Form. Because that's where I'm at. Yeah. Ain't my final form. I'm just getting fucking started. And then I'm going on a three-month tour with my brother Doobie all Ooh. over the country. I have, if you haven't seen me live... Not to toot my own horn, but I fucking am gonna tear this it's shit. It's worth the up. show. Yeah, I know. Nah, I get my. I, I, you doing something in LA? Re, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 July 10th. Come let's, on. Let's go. Oh, we tickets, in there. Man. For sure. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. don't need tickets. Oh, you coming with me. Yeah, yeah. you like, coming with me. No, we're bringing Trevor and every. Yeah. We're we bringing everybody. Cameraman. Yeah, bring as many people as you want. You don't need tickets. You come with me. Bro. Yeah, let's go. Hell I appreciate yeah. that. Hey, man. If y'all don't know. <laughs> 
You about to figure this shit the fuck out. The Sharp Tank. Let's get it. Thanks for having no me. No jumper. Sharpest, coolest podcast in the world. Got my man, Kasky. Got my co-host, Blazzy. Ooh, I like how that uh, yeah, shit go yeah. together, man. Yeah, that was a setup right there. Hey, <laughs> yeah, that's good. We shooting out the motherfucking gym.